You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, look at this. What, it's a police box. What on earth is he doing here? Well, these things are usually on the street. I feel it. I feel it, you feel it? It's vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Who, a fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight. You never know where the TARDIS is going next. You're probably a bit confused right now. I broke the glass. It's all come back to me. This. What is this? That's my ship. What? Let me take it from the top. Hello. I'm the Doctor. I'm a traveller in space and time. And that thing buried down there is called a TARDIS. Time and relative dimension in space. You're gonna love this. Hello, sweeties, and welcome back to Earth Station Who. That's right, folks. We are here to talk about the Diary of River Song Season 4. It's interesting. Finally, she gets to be teamed up with one of the most charismatic doctors ever. Massive? Yeah. Well, it's better than, you know, Karamasov or something like that. You know? <laughs> the brothers Karamasov? Exactly. The juggler, juggling doctors. Uh, that would be actually pretty fun. And she gets to meet Tom Baker in this one. This is the fourth doctor. This, And it's perfect for season four. And... We have a great time to talk all about this Big Finish adventure. And joining us, as always, is Mr. Mike Gordon. Howdy. How are you, sir? Hello. Sorry, that's my, that's my, that's the, that's the limit to my Is that your Tom? That's the limit to my Tom. Hello. Wow. Wow. That's pretty impressive. All right. And Mary, let's hear your invitation. Hello. Okay. That was worse. That's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. And we're joined by the lovely and very talented Julie Philippak. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's been a while, actually. I don't even know the last time. Mm, it's probably been a year at least, I think. I think so. So, uh, it's awesome though. What have you been up to? How's the other podcast going? Uh, the other podcast is going great. Um, I've we've actually finally gotten to the second doctor from a recording perspective. Um, so that's been fun. I'm very sad that all of those are missing. <laughs> yeah, of um, course. So it's hard. Um, and uh, you know, it's it's been a lot of fun. I actually also did a different big finish before this one. So this is actually my second big finish audio. That's wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. So yeah, you've got a long way to go in the big finish universe, dear. Yeah, there's lots more to go. There is so much more to go. So. Wait, this is the second one you've ever listened to? Yes. Oh wow. Oh, what was your first? Um, it was the first Doctor uh Library of Alexandria. Oh, I heard that was good. I haven't heard that one. Yeah. It was it was fun. Those are interesting because they're really short. They're just two episodes 30 minutes each so really quick 
so then I came to this one. I was like, oh, each episode is an hour. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a commitment. It is a commitment. <laughs> Literally, it's a commitment. So so to be clear, you haven't listened to any of the other Diary River Song series? No, I haven't, actually. I was kind of hoping to before all this you know, happened, but there's only so much time. Even, you know, I still have work in this COVID nonsense. How dare they make you work? I know. I can't just sit around and watch Doctor Who all day. How dare uh, they? Darn. I know people who are supposed to be working and instead they're playing Animal Crossing and watching Doctor Who. So it's okay. <laughs> I'm not naming names, so it's okay. The, uh, it's okay, Mike. Say, we'll forgive you. Oh, shush. I, so, I will say these. Uh, each box set of Diary of a Song is self-contained, though. So mm-hmm. I don't. I think the ones that we've listened to so far, and we're on the fourth one now, um i think you could listen to them in any order if you wanted to i don't uh i don't know mike mary yeah. i don't think you could no. yeah you really have i don't to, right? i don't think yeah there i would say it doesn't really matter no it doesn't matter and i think you know none of the characters carry over and she doesn't even talk about any of the other adventures or anything yeah. so yeah they're all pretty much self-contained i mean i think that's smart on their you know on their behalf because it's you know people aren't necessarily going to be dedicated to listen to each and every single one in order um like some of us do <laughs> um so why do that come on <laughs> i know I, why I, take it, i think the others like the other series that we're doing is the paternoster gang and each box set is is linked i think you have to listen to those in order. those you do you have to listen to order because there's it's supposed to be one big tale yeah, it's subtitled yeah. Uh, Heritage, and there's right. I think the yeah. third one is about to come out, and yeah, so it's that's continuous. And I don't know about the others. I've listened to a few of the other Doctor Adventures here and there, and they don't seem to be as linked as this one. But yeah, a lot of them are just standalone. It, it all depends. Also, sometimes like the Time War stories do tie together mm. a lot of them, but I know. You know, it just depends which companions the Doctor has at the time in the storyline because they have certain tales for Big Finish with Doctors that have Big Finish-only companions where otherwise some of the, like, Fifth Doctor stories that have Adric, Nyssa, and Tegan, you know where they take place in, you know, in order. But then you also have, you know, others with ace and the seventh doctor and you know you have and then there's even ones you know where you have the eighth doctor meeting older companions and stuff too so and you know then big finish also then has alternate versions of the third doctor so it just it's pretty crazy what they do and they i wonder if they have uh, like someone there that has like keeps tabs on their continuity oh i'm sure they have to I mean, well, I don't know. I mean, they've been doing it for so long. I I don't know if they've probably overwritten themselves or certainly there's probably been many times where they put something out there and then the show at some point, like, you know, contradicts it. So then they go, oh, well, I guess that doesn't count. Yeah, I don't think they care. <laughs> no. Because what can you do? I mean, yeah. if the show contradicts you, what... Well, that was the whole thing with when they did for the 50th anniversary, the short with Paul McGann, and he came back and for the regeneration scene, 
and he mentioned his big finish companions everyone was like oh, does that mean big finish is now canon you know so yeah, it's just like the whole canon argument's dumb anyway but but that was awesome when they brought him back and he mentioned them. wow how many doctor who fans just went click our listener is canon what's canon i don't yeah. know what you're talking about so there like, goes like, our there goes our one listener. Thanks, yeah, like we, Mary. Like we didn't tick off enough people like, by hating it, on the. Uh, the it changes the with every showrunner, and sometimes multiple times within the showrunner. So give it up. Well, like the rumors going around, people are trying, still trying to figure out the whole timeless child thing, and they're going, the whole Thirteenth Doctor era is an alternate universe. It's not really what's going on in Doctor Who. It's like, oh, please get yeah, a life, whatever. folks. Whatever. The next showrunner is going to wipe it all out anyway. Of course. You can tell when Neil Gaiman takes yeah. over, he'll definitely. Right <laughs> Gall- Gallifrey will be back. It'll all be fine. Exactly. You know, I promise everyone. Hell, Neil Gaiman will even bring back K9. What do you mean? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> So it'd be cool. But we definitely would love to hear from you guys at home. <laughs> those, those people who are still listening to us. If there's yeah. anybody left. If there's anyone listening, please write us at earthstationwho at esonetwork.com. We definitely would love to hear from you guys. A big shout out to our patrons of the ESO Network. Thank you. Thank you. Especially our newest one. We actually have two new ones. Uh, thank you, of course, longtime fan Elizabeth Laney actually has subscribed to the patreon and thank you so so much we really do appreciate it and our brand newest one let's thank robert young of borderlands comics is now an officially a patron of the eso network thank you robert thank you robert awesome yay so yes thank you thank you so window stickers are in the mail for you guys so you will be getting them sometime <laughs> if there's still <laughs> yes. a mail system so yeah if you the know, postal system lasts you can use them when you can finally leave your house exactly there put them go. on that thing that's been gathering dust and pollen in the driveway <laughs> called an automobile so yes and or you could put it on your tardis you know if you have one so until it changes sure shape you do. exactly so it would be pretty cool. But then, you know, it would probably be like in Vincent and the Doctor when the TARDIS was wrapped up in all those advertisements and everything. Yeah, and yeah. the TARDIS disappeared. It all got burnt off. That would happen to our window sticker, I'm sure. Uh, okay, on to other things. Oh, yeah, the Diary of River Song Season 4. Shall we jump into all both feet? And, you know, we have four episodes of it to talk about. We have Time in a Bottle, Kings of Infinite Space, Who Done It, and Someone I Once Knew. All interesting stories. This uh, series originally came out September 2018. Seems like so long ago. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like a whole other universe. <laughs> That's a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. And. Uh, Look, we've done, this is the fourth one of these that we've done. Uh, Julie, you haven't done, you haven't reviewed any of these. So I'm interested to hear what <laughs> your take is on, on River Song's adventures. Oh, you want me to just give a brief one? All right. Yeah, sure. Just give an overview of your thoughts on this. Um, well, first I'll just give a brief you know, background of, I love River Song. She's one of my favorite characters in uh, New Who. 
Um, Cause I just love the way that she, you know, comes in and out and she kind of runs the opposite direction of the doctor and she's always just so confident. And that's something that I really like to see. Um, so when I was approaching these, um, these audiobooks, I was like, I hope that that can come across. Um, and it does because, you know, the entire time she's sitting here and she's like, I don't need the doctor for anything that I'm going to do. I have the step up on everybody. And, you know, she just confidently runs through all of this. Um, and even when, you know, she's kind of put some, you know, things in her own way, uh, so that, you know, in the end she can conquer who she needs to conquer. It's just really fun to see that she's like, well, I'm so confused. And did I do it? And all this, and, you know, I just, I love hearing her speak all the time. Let's be honest. <laughs> and, oh yeah. I can, I, I can listen to Alex Kingston, read the dictionary. pretty much. You know, um, and I know we'll get to it when we finally get to the episode, but um, her interactions with the fourth doctor is wonderful. And I love how they handled it. Um, so we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and I think, you know, I think one thing that, uh, you know, some of the stories are better written than others, but I think one thing that definitely tracks throughout all of these is that Alex, I don't know if it's just because Alex knows the character so well, or, I mean, the writers do, no matter how, you know, like I said, how they're written, uh, the character always seems like like River. I don't get the sense that, oh, this doesn't sound like something River would do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Alex Kingston's very good at portraying River's personality and audio. You don't, you don't lose anything at all. No, not at all. You could almost picture her completely through it. And now, uh, typically, you know, uh, she all the other series have uh, encounters with former doctors on them that we've listened to. So far, uh, yeah. Um, so that's why I said. So we yeah, right now, let's agree. And. Uh, you know, so, and, you know, the doctor continues to be a presence in these, which is sort of good and sort of bad, because it's kind of cool to see her interact with all of these, although, uh, you know, spoilers, um, that, uh, you know, for the most part, she can't, I, she can't reveal herself who she is to them. Uh, this is a different take, because this is one of the fir- first times, I think, that she uh can be herself around the doctor uh in a big finish adventure right well according to this story that they did have a history right right well yeah they they did have a history in the alternate timeline yeah in the alternate timeline she goes all the way back to the first doctor in gallifrey right Mm -hmm. yeah so you don't have this sort of like i mean it kind of gets old after a while uh in the other three series because she always has to think of some excuse to explain like why she knows so much, but she's not known to the doctor and all this kind of stuff. And that kind of plays out to nth degree. And I'm glad they just sort of said, you know what, let's think of a reason why we don't have to do this this time. Because, (laughs) because the interaction between her and Tom, between Alex and Tom is going to be so good. We don't want to like spoil that. No, exactly. Because boy, do they have a lot of chemistry together. Oh God. Yeah. From, uh, you know, skipping right to the fourth story, uh, you know, at the so beginning. this is how it's going to be tonight. We know where this is going tonight. We're talking about her and Tom. So skipping to the first, you know, to that fourth story in the beginning of it, when he says, hello, sweetie, 
I mean, I'm like, okay, that's worth the price of this big tuition. Rental, so. I'll pay another 20 bucks if he yes. says it again. <laughs> no, no, I could just hit rewind. Uh, but I mean, it was perfect. Uh, and for him to be the first one to do that, I think was also uh, very perfect. I mean, I'm a big Tom fan too. So I just actually listened to uh, the uh, adventure that they just released uh, with uh, Tom, uh, with the fourth doctor, Shadow of the Sun, with him and Leela and Canine. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's just, Tom is the fourth doctor. There's just no getting, like more than any other person who's played the doctor. It feels like he's, he owns it in a way that the others don't. They're great. They're all great in their own way. I mean, uh, I don't hate on any of them, but man, maybe it's just because he's my first, but man, there's something about Tom that it makes it feel real to me. Um, But I will say overall, uh, the three stories leading up to this are pretty much crap. <laughs> wow. Wait, wait, wait. Tell, yeah. tell me about your wow. Really wow, Mike. What? <laughs> What do you really mean? Wait, wait I didn't quite quite understand that. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I all, all feedback comes to Mike Gordon, courtesy of <laughs> Look, feedback. I'll, apparently, like, like I'll stand by it. Like the first two, I actually fell asleep during, and I had to le- re-listen to them. Uh, so I had to, yeah, I listened to the first two twice because I fell asleep uh, during a time in a bottle, and I fell asleep during Kings of Infinite Space. And and look, Kings of Infinite Space is just a chase scene. It's just an hour-long chase well, yeah. scene. Well, yeah, yeah that, they that's were try- exactly what it is. They were trying to replicate the chase. Yeah, like, that was the whole point of it. Exactly. Because so, the Doctor was being chased through time, and every time the Daleks showed up, they destroyed everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but it just seemed like, I, it just seemed like, a, like yeah, you, we, could, we could do that in... 20 minutes we don't need an hour of well it doesn't work as well in audio i think it's one of the problems <laughs> i mean some of it's enjoyable like i said it's always enjoyable to listen to river there's some funny moments in there i think but uh i, I didn't care for either of the companions that she's so she uh, gets the first couple uh at least in the first like what she's they're in one and a half episodes yeah i like uh, the cyborg that she had with them yeah, I kind of like, the, I cyborg. like the cyborg. Yeah. yeah. His death felt like made me feel something more than any of the others. Like <laughs> like like like, <laughs> like I will you say when You almost died, got I, choked up there, Mikey? No, I didn't get <laughs> choked up because I didn't care that much. But um I I you know, I did think that uh like they put in a little bit more work with him because I just thought that anybody else anybody else I mean the whole point was like She's going on these things, you know, she's trying to get away and, you know, uh, Malik or what's his name? Like, like, uh, see, you don't even know. Um, <laughs> wow. Like, Malik, uh, Malik was her husband. Yes. Yeah. Right. But he's like, there's two bad guys, right? Or is there just one bad guy with two names? Well, it's the same guy playing it throughout the whole thing, so yeah. it does get it gets confusing. You get, you get Malik and you get Dante, right? right? Yes, you get Dante, and, and and yeah, they're the same guy. And you know what? The reverb on them is so horrible that I can't understand half the words he's saying. Okay, yeah, that was a bad choice on their part. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, hey. Julie could Julie could talk into her Captain America mug better than. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, right when it starts, when he starts talking in the first episode, I'm like, oh, I'm going to, if he's the main bad guy, I'm going to have a hard time with this. Guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, originally, you know, he was what, a friend of Mary to like a college roommate or something. Or... Yeah, he was married to Jemima. Yeah. And yeah. he then transformed, he revealed yeah. his true self to be the demon type looking guy. Yeah, that was another thing I thought was not a great choice that that they look like like the devil. Well, it only looks like the devil to humans. I think one of the things that about the Discordia was that um uh, with whichever race they were trying to kind of like either infiltrate or do what have you, um they said they could change their form to something else. Yeah, well, I think I think what got me was that I mean, even if it was just to humans, it how many times have we seen that? You know, look, I, I think we're we're past the point where everyone's greatest fear is the devil. It's it's just yeah. you know, come on. Think of Especially something now. better. Oh nowadays original. it's a little little virus or something. Yeah, turn into a virus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'll scare the crap out of me. Well, this this was done two years ago, so they didn't really know. They didn't really have that reference. Yeah, um, but they yeah. had the other virus living in DC, but that's a whole different story. But I think, yeah, too, like I, the way that I take it a lot of times when there's characters and they do something with their voices and things of of that nature, like I was, it happened during the war machines when they do, it's like, you can't understand them half the time. I'm like, well, guess what? I'm just not going to understand them half the time. And you always find out, you always figure out what's going on. Oh, sure. So it's not like you have to, like, I think they did it for the audio though. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. can't have subtitles in audio, and you don't have, you can't, you, it's harder to see the context, you know. I think, so. I think it did either, I got more used to it, or it got better, better. because I think, I think during the better. last story, I definitely could understand him a little bit more. His scenes with River, where he's trying to, you know, woo her, so to speak. Um, yeah, that was annoying uh, I, in a whole other way. Yeah, um, I, I got that, um, but man, Ooh, that, that some of that stuff and then the, all of them talk like that so you have uh you have scenes where they're like three or four of them are talking to each other and it's like i can't i can't <laughs> what and, you know what you guys are saying so uh i guess we'll just move on yeah this is almost when they needed subtitles i think on that so as i sit here and have this problem with the daleks and early <laughs> doctor because they're just so verbose and just talk all the time so yeah and sometimes it's sometimes <laughs> the same with the cybermen too Sometimes it's very hard to understand them. So, yes, I, I did not care for... Uh, I didn't feel like they did a great job introducing characters I cared about in the first episode. In the second episode, I kind of got tired of the whole, like, and she, we go somewhere, someone dies. We go somewhere, someone dies. We go somewhere, someone dies. And I didn't care, who like, about the people dying, even though I knew I was supposed to. And it's taking its toll on River. I could, Alex is doing a great job because she's, she's selling it as much as she can. But ultimately, I mean, it just ends with like, okay, now we're going to go pop somewhere else. Um, and uh, it just didn't seem to go anywhere. It was just a waste of an hour to me. Um, so, but, but that was my feeling. But so what did you guys feel about the first two stories? I mean, I, I, I felt like the first two were the weakest ones. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. I, I mean, did. I, did, I did enjoy the third one. So did I. And the third one actually was somewhat interesting. And then as soon as Tom talked in the fourth one, it was <laughs> just like, oh, finally. <laughs> well, you, yeah, their interactions were so great. I mean, I just wanted more. 
I, I wish you had been in more than just the last one. I, yeah. uh, it's like, I actually didn't mind the first one. Uh, I actually kind of, you know, enjoyed it, um, for what it was. The second one was the weakest. I'm also not the biggest fan of the chase and uh, not as much as my other podcasters actually. Um, so yeah, that was a little bit weaker, but I understood cause like that was what was asked for and they delivered what was asked of, uh, mm-hmm. the writers. So, you know, and there were some fun, <laughs> fun bits in it. Mm-hmm. You know, there were, you know, the, and there were some funny bits in it, you know, where the, the dragon pe- flies. people have turned, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pe- the people have turned themselves into rats in order to survive <laughs> you know. as you do. I thought that, um, yeah, I mean, I, but I, I will say uh, the first two episodes, uh, uh, I was kind of like, man, these are just getting worse because we've had some inconsistent ones before. Like then the like the three series that we've done with uh, that we've reviewed for these, it seems like the writing's getting poorer and poorer. That's what I was feeling in the first two episodes of this. Um, Who done it does does lift up. Um, I love the Melody Malone character. I love uh, uh, whodunits. So uh, this was in my wheelhouse. I was sort of disappointed that it all ended up being like a uh, a weird Kafka, literally a Kafka-esque. Yes. <laughs> it literally was a kafka yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, there's some humor in that. Uh, I like the the play on the, the characters, you know, the, the other um, uh, detective characters that they introduced. Um uh, whether it was uh, like the Hercule Poirot uh, sort of uh, guy, uh, the the uh, Velma and Scooby one, like they yeah. had like they had like all these like weird like detectives that they were pulling from, which I thought was kind of fun. Mm-hmm, exactly, yeah. it was just like there was just some weirdness. The whole subplot about you know, oh, we're gonna leave this house to you, and it was just like, what? <laughs> Where did that come from? Like, what is so interesting about this house? Why does it keep you getting left to everybody? This does not make any... Okay, it's Kafka. All right, cool. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) The the reveal that it was Kafka and and all that was pretty interesting. But I I ultimately think, to me, it wasn't played out very well. But I, I, I like the... Like, that's one... That's one historical character that I don't... I never really thought about the doctor meeting before, let alone River or something. And I thought, okay, this is, this could be really interesting and maybe more interesting than the story was. But I I think, you know, it was still, uh, I liked the idea. There was a couple things that I did like the, the idea that uh, she, at one point someone asked her, or I think she asked herself, like, I don't know if I'm a detective playing being an archaeologist or an archaeologist who wants to be a detective. Like, vice Like, I thought that was an interesting kind of take. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the reveal of Kafka is actually kind of jarring because he doesn't really fit in with with all the the detectives, the the theme that have been going on. And I I don't. I mean, I didn't, I didn't feel like they really caught the tone of Kafka. You know, I, it wasn't really Kafka-esque. It was just a bunch of these disparate characters. So, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I think it was yeah. fun. I mean, it probably would have helped if she had given Kafka more time to do something more elaborate. She was kind of just like, hey, Kafka, do this thing for me right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's where it kind of fell apart to me. Because once I, yeah. you know, the reveal it was Kafka, I was kind of like, Okay, well, if you're asking Kafka to do like a story for you, I don't think he's going to do a whodunit. Like it just didn't right, feel right. right. Like it just yeah. that that no. felt that and felt he, off. 
And he wouldn't know Scooby Doo to play off of. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't know. There's always the possibility right there. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, and it was just most of the stories felt like they were just phoning it in at times, especially the first two. I agree with that. The but the way they wrapped it up in the four, with the fourth doctor it was good but it wasn't great tom made it awesome you know but having you know the story you know where he wanted her to be the uh you know the concubine or whatever they wanted to call her the you know river want that he the big the consort the concert yeah and it was just it was just like where did this come from? You know, this yeah. came out of nowhere. It was just the story just it didn't make sense all the way around and how they tried to tie it all together. And then the whole thing with the painting at the end. That seemed right out of the fourth doctor era though. I think if they had started this if they had, had the first story hint at some of the things in the fourth story it would have tied it in all that much better to have introduced the what emperor i believe mm-hmm. is who he was yeah yes. um and it introduced him in the first story somehow don't know how but you know you could re- you know get that in there um and have the painting be established in that first episode and then it finally get to that in the end then it would have at least tied everything together um but that didn't happen. Yeah. I mean, I agree. The emperor just kind of came out of nowhere. And I kept, when, when they first introduced him, I kept wondering, okay, is this somebody that, that we've already been introduced to and we just didn't realize they've become emperor yet or something? But no, it's just this random guy. I think, uh, and I think you're right. I think if they had built up to it a bit more and, and sprinkled some of that in the first three stories, it would have worked better. But I also think that the fourth story was written really well. I think I like the uh, I like the the play. I like the fact that both the Doctor and River have something to do. Uh, giving uh, Alex and look, giving Alex and Tom could you're right read the phone book together and it would be flirtatious <laughs> and weird and interesting, right? <laughs> but yet they really do give them really good dialogue together. Um, and that's not easy. Uh, certainly, you know, we didn't see it in the other three episodes and uh, the other three stories in this, but, um, but they, they really like, they really feel like they have a connection. Uh, you really feel a sense of loss and that river and river's going to be giving up something that she didn't even know she had uh, mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the story, as well as uh, you know, um, the emperor doing what he does at the end of the story uh, for love uh, was really, I thought kind of powerful. The, the fact that they kind of, m- that there was parallel and they kind of meshed them up together. I thought worked really well. I thought as far as, you know, as she, she calls it a love story. And I think it is for as, as, as far as Dr. Who goes, it's really a unique love story that uh, I, I really appreciated. Um, so, and it, and it was the best use of the Discordia. Uh, you know, someone actually explaining that, uh, you know, they don't, they don't actually go and change time. They're not masters of time. They just, like, if there's something doesn't go their way, they just go back in time and fix it. Like, they just, like, that's all they do. They're not really, like, like time masters like the Time Lords were. 
No. No, they just sort of co-opted Time Lord technology, and then yes. they go back and try and to engineer everything to exactly. They were totally themselves. bastardizing time throughout yeah. the story, and it's just like very specific moments. There, and it's like usually certain individuals. They're like, "Oh, that didn't go my way, so I'm going to fix that." Not like this big grand scheme of, "Oh, the universe is going in the wrong direction. Let's go fix that." It's like, uh, uh-uh. it has to be a personal slight in yeah, order for them to change it. It's very selfish. Even the stuff between Dante and and, uh, River, though, I I kind of enjoyed the fact that it takes more than just a series of, you know, how to like, like steps in order to like make a connection and, and, you know, sort of win someone over. I I appreciated that as well. I mean, that's something that men nowadays could learn because there's a lot out there who are just going to sit there and be like, oh, well, what can I do to make you love me? Well, you know what, if you're asking that, then it's not going to happen. Uh huh. Exactly. <laughs> it was like, wow, they went there. Yep. That's uh, my life. You have this beginning scene that feels like you know the 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 the, the explosion of Alderaan, like on Star Wars. You know. Oh, that's what they were totally uh, going for. But, oh yeah. 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 But yeah, yeah. But the context is totally different. It's almost like you know. Princess Leia was married to Grand Moff Tarkin, and like, and and he he caught her in bed with Han Solo, and now he's destroying her planet. Like, I just like, <laughs> I thought that was, uh, yeah. Go ahead, get that mental picture out of your head now. Um, Thank you. Thanks a lot, Mike. Damn jerk. Right, no. But I thought it was a unique spin on it, and then. You know, when he decides to, you know, fix it, like all Discordia, he goes to the extreme and he like, he says, well, I'm just going to get rid of our race altogether. And even, even the fourth doctor, Tom delivers great. Like, I did not want you to do this. Like, I did not want you to wipe out your entire race, even though you guys are a bunch of bastards. Like I, and, and, and I, and I, and I hate you guys. I, I still didn't want you to wipe out your whole race. Nope. And uh, I yeah. thought it was pretty. I thought it was really powerful. It, actually, I find it. I found it like you know the writing by John Dorney. I thought was one of the better written stories that we've had in this whole series. Yeah, I could see that. I could totally see that. And it was the, the fourth story. It went to the extremes, and it was just like, okay, why couldn't the rest of the stories be this way? <laughs> Well, I mean, you could be yeah. saying that about all the, <laughs> all of them, really. I mean, it's, yeah. it's one of those interesting things too, where I understand that you know you have different authors uh, that you're trying to give some opportunities to, but at the same time, when trying to give this overall you know direction over four different stories, either they need a better you know, uh, you know, showrunner, I guess you would, you could call the whoever the editor. Just whoever you need in order to make all of those stories cohesive, um, they could probably, that's probably where they would benefit more um, than just the writing itself. The, uh, it's one of, been one of my biggest disappointments in the series, uh, actually. Um, and this is the fourth one we've done. But to be honest, uh, the one, the stories that I find where that have been quote unquote worthy and memorable, I think are like two or three of them out of like because we've list this is like what 16 that we've listened to now mm-hmm. uh not including maybe a couple of extra ones um and yeah i mean i know not everyone can be a winner but um i think i was disappointed you know originally i was disappointed because when i the first time i met 
uh, Alex Kingston in the, in the in the to get a signature and all that. I told her I was very excited about because this was right before these were coming out, and I said I was very excited about the uh, the new Big Finish stories. And she had a big smile on her face, and she says they're so well written. And I was like, oh well, if Alex is saying this, then I'm really looking forward to it. And I, I've been listening to him going, yeah, Alex, I'm not sure you and I agree on what's what's well written, but well, I did actually. I enjoyed the last one the yeah. most. Exactly. You know, I actually thought most of those were pretty good in the last one. In the I, in the third I, one. Yeah. yeah, in the third one. Yeah, I feel I feel like we took a dip down in this one. Yeah, yeah. I think we took a couple steps backwards because it was interesting in the last one, especially because it was Peter Davison, yeah. and it you had that Infinity Restaurant they were at. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the other one I was kind of thinking of when I was talking about the ones that I remember and the better stories. I think that one, the, the her encounter with the uh, with the fifth doctor and now the fourth doctor have been so far my highlights. Yes, and his love for her was actually believable. You know, oh the history they had together. Oh River, do you remember when we did this and how we practice? You know, judo together, and it was just it was just awesome. You know just hearing you know from all the different regenerations how he, she stood by him through it in that reality and that was really cool and that's really different for tom because he's never played a romantic doctor before no not at all yeah but he really he yeah. sold it it was I, I mean it's kind of bittersweet because river did not remember those things right i mean it's the complete flip of her character you know, usually knowing more about the doctor than the doctor does um, for those moments. So it was kind of nice to just see that reversal. You know, well, very true. You know, because she's always the spoilers, you know. Type thing. Right, right. Or e- even, you know, when she was, she, she was always the person who knew everything about the other doctors when she met, you know, when she's met, you know, six and seven or even five, you know. And Paul McGann's doctor, even. Which I never really understood because I thought that the series implied that she had had uh, dates or whatever you want to call it with all the incarnations. I never got that, did you? I guess I I just wanted to be kind of uh, put that, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything. I mean, I, I don't see, I don't remember seeing any concrete scenes, but I just kind of felt like I don't know. There was something. Uh, there was something that I maybe an impression that I got that I just maybe it wasn't. Well, no, there. they did imply that in the TV show. There's the scene where um, she's going through her diary and she's showing it to Matt, the Matt Smith doctor, and she's saying, "I I know all your faces." Well, she's, knowing all the faces is different than okay. dating all the faces. Yeah, well, that, that to me implied that she had met them all at least. I mean, I I get it. She couldn't really meet any of them until she met ten, right? Because right. when we see her in yeah. Silence of the Library, she meets ten. Mm-hmm. So I guess, but you know, Doctor Who, timey wimey, yeah. you can, you can, you can yeah. get escape out of that if you need to. Um, so I I don't know, but in any case, I'm kind of glad that you know. I think this is the last of the doctor stories in the next nope. few series that we get. Nope. No? Nope. Uh, the next one is the masters. Right. No, no, but, but no, I know doctors are. No, but the one after that, she meets the first doctor. 
Uh, I knew she met companions after that, but I didn't know she met the doctor. Nope, she meets the first doctor, Susan, Ian, and Barbara. Yeah. Uh, I will need to listen to that. Yeah, that sounds like a good one. And of course, it's played by all the characters are the ones who were in Adventures of Space and Time. So, so we get because he's been they've been doing first doctor adventures with them which is pretty awesome so So, but at least now though okay there's only one instance then coming up where she's gonna have to go oh i know you but you don't know me and have to play that game the rest of them she can be sounds like pretty straightforward i'm gonna be very curious to see her meet susan truthfully that's gonna be very yeah that is gonna be i mean first off susan's gonna scream of because course. that's just what Susan does. <laughs> <laughs> and she's going to yell at Grandfather because that's the second thing that she does. Oh, Grandfather. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that would be interesting. Um, I also want to see like exactly when she meets that one because the first doctor goes through his, you know, him being a really cranky, crotchety old man to being like more grandfatherly. So I'm wondering in which kind of era she's going to meet him in. Because I'm really hoping for crotchety old man. Of course. <laughs> it sounds like from the the Series 6 description that uh, each one takes place during a particular time. Like, uh, I'm looking at the titles here. And the first one's called An Unearthly Woman. And it takes place during the time of an earthly child. Uh, okay. The next one is called Web of Time. And it takes <gasps> place during the, the Web, web of planet. Time. Web, oh, Web of Planet. The Web of Fear. It takes place during the Web of Fear time. What's... Uh, so it has the Yeti and the Great Intelligence in it uh, from the second, second doctor. doctor. That's a second, okay. Yeah, uh, I was going to say. The yeah. third one is called Peep Show. And it she, takes hasn't, place she hasn't gotten there yet. Ah. During the uh, Carnival of Monsters with yes. the third doctor. Uh, and then the Talents of Greel happens during the Talents of Wing. So, so, uh, so we've got some, and the next episode, the the next story that we're supposed to listen to in series five has Missy. Yep. So Michelle Gomez, and that one I'm really looking forward to. (laughs) So, uh, because the dynamic of those two could be amazing. Awesome. That's just gonna explode. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still looking forward to them. I think you know. I think Alex is, like I said, is doing a great job. No matter, like I said, as far as the writing goes, it's 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 kind of hit or miss. Um, but I, I mean, she's doing everything she can to sell it, and I don't ever feel like, oh, this is not the River Song that I know. Instead, it's just more like, ooh, I wish the adventure was a little bit more exciting. Exactly. Oh, she's I oh. in any of these stories, she's great. I like her in all of them. Yeah. Just some of the stories are weaker than the others. Yeah. And I, I will Alex admit Kingston something. Sells it every time. I will admit something, folks. I did fall asleep during number two. This <laughs> <laughs> seems to be the one where people had the had the biggest problems. I was like, oh, oh, this is still playing. Oh, damn! I got to go back and listen. Yeah, I both time in one and two, I was kind of, and I like audio adventures, so I, you know, it's not something that this is not a new thing or a difficult thing for me to do. Um, so. It, but there were times where I was like, I'd listen to it. And the next thing I know, I'm like, wait, what happened? How are they here? Uh, it was, yeah. This is why I listen to them when I walk my dog so that I don't accidentally fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good strategy. <laughs> that would be awkward. Yeah, just a bit. 
Yeah, I could see why. I could see why. But it's really interesting. And, you know, let's move and on I to think, the next one. So I think, is this the first one that we've listened to where all four stories were linked in a way that, um, I mean, you kind of had to listen to all, like they weren't standalone. Like I think, I thought uh, the other series, the stories were kind of more standalone. Mm. The last one, they were, they, linked. They were all linked yeah. last time. With yeah, the, I thought they had like yeah. a through line, but I thought there were some that were like more standalone than 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 that. No, nah, because even with when she met uh, six and seven, you know, basically, you know, those all tied together. And then with the first one, it was the whole thing. You know, they started in the in the Egypt going for the going through the tomb and that all tied all the way through the final story because she yeah. went to that she went to that big party on the yeah. spaceship right oh, no yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. yeah and so, so yeah they tied together so most of this this one was almost consistently like a four-parter like they like that's what i mean i guess i meant this one just felt like yeah four-parter because i don't think you could like certainly that second story you couldn't just listen to on its own but i think the fourth one you could kind of tackle on its own if you wanted to potentially yeah yeah you might need a little like previously on to to help get me up to speed yeah. <laughs> although to be fair when the when i was listening to the third one for you know a good portion of it i was sitting there I'm like how in the world does this tie in <laughs> because for about yeah. three-fourths of it you're just like all right we're just in a whodunit and then you know it did bring it together but it was just like a well this is something completely different well, exactly, yeah. and that it did. You're completely right. <laughs> Not yeah. only did they like bring in, you know, like uh, like pseudo famous detective characters, but Mike, you and I just recently watched Clue, and I'm like, some of these scenes are like, oh, it was a lot like Clue. Oh, they were. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely <laughs> at least an homage to Clue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There was there was even times I was talking back to the to the <laughs> the, the phone going yeah too late you know get on with it you know it, it's like a mix of Clue Murder by Death and a little bit of uh, uh, and then there were none like they're yeah. just like those three stories like I you know it seemed like he she was you know she had asked Agatha Christie for help right. rather than Frank yeah and, and yeah, Kafka, yeah. You know? that actually yeah. probably would have made more sense. Too bad, like, Knives Out hadn't come out before they had written this, because I want to see how they fit that in. (laughs) It's a donut hole inside of the donut hole. It's true. This did come out around the same, or, like, the same year that they were doing uh, the adaptation of um, Murder on the Orient Express, and I'm wondering if that's why uh, Poirot is so featured in it. Yes, him and his mustache. Mustache. The mustache. So, all right, kids, any final thoughts before we go ahead and rate this? Well, there Uh, we go. I I will say that, you know, we give a lot of crap to the theme, and rightly so, I feel. Uh, But the rest of the music is pretty good, actually. Um, During the stories and all that, I thought there were some times where they did, like, uh, other variations of the theme, and I actually really liked it. Um, uh, So I give credit to the you know the the person and, who's scoring them i uh, just not the theme no nope. you know, and 
We didn't talk at all about the Android. I just realized the Android River. Oh, the the head they carried. Yes, the head. The river head. (laughs) I kind of like the river head. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed enjoyed that because, especially because he like tried to manipulate it in such a way that always, you know, told him what was true and what was not. And then it's like, even then he couldn't overcome river because river's just too good (laughs) to to fall for that. And I'm just like, there we go. He was never really manipulating. He couldn't even really manipulate the Android, let alone river. (laughs) No, exactly. Whenever he thought the Android head was working with him, it was actually secretly, you know, plotting his doom. (laughs) Right. I guess that's that one. I did appreciate some of that too. And and I will say that I, I was just confused because I think, because I'd heard, you know, the first scene the the first scene of the episode is when she dies, when she he kills her and then, you know, stuff happens. And I think that's when I might've fell asleep. Cause then I came back and like, she's alive and I'm like, what is going on? So then I had to rewind it to find out how she survived that. Cause she seemed like she was, uh, and that scene was pretty brutal. I mean, when she dies, it really feels like she died. Like they don't really pull a lot of punches there. Mm-hmm. So I have yeah. to give them credit for that, even though it's, a, it's just another fake death. Uh, exactly. But blast her out oh, of the like, airlock. And I'm like, when did she have time to build a robot? Like, I'm like I don't know. That's, that was it's a whole river. She, yeah, she just, river. she made time. And I would, mm-hmm. I would, I mean, I know it's the nature of it, but I would kind of like to have a story or an episode where, there's not a like the doctor's presence is not right there in your face mm-hmm. like she should have an adventure without the doctor right or the doctor's she presence have or one, mention, she should she have one with captain jack <laughs> i think she does spoilers <laughs> yeah i think there is a not in her, not in hers but i think there is a uh yes one right yes there's a torchwood yes. one with her in it i think Yes, there is one with Captain Jack, but you have to look it up on bigfinish.com. Yeah, because in addition to the Diary River song, Alex has done the character on a couple of other big Exactly. So, so yeah, you have to check those out. They're pretty cool. There's too many. There's too many to choose from. There's a lot. You could actually go broke. Uh, Yeah, and you can also see, like, my giant book collection. So, uh yeah. Yeah, but you can't read books while you're trying to work. But you can listen to Bit River Song. Yeah, you, can't try, you can't. You can't read a book while you're walking your dog. Exactly. Well, you could try. <laughs> well, you challenge. Could, but... Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> She's like challenge. Accepted. Challenge accepted. All right. <laughs> just, just be careful. All right, kids. Let's go ahead and rate this one out of five Tardises. One being the worst, five being the best. Julie, you get to go first. Of course, I do. Um... And also, you kind of use a slightly different scale, so I have to remind myself. Um, so overall, I enjoyed it. Um, yes, it. You know, I think the second one was probably the weakest, um, but Rivers River and all of that jazz. Um, we talked about it a lot, so I will go ahead and give it a three point five Tardises. That is awesome. 3.5. That's pretty high. All right. Now the rest of us. <laughs> okay, Mary. Let's see if you could reach that level. Uh, I'm not going to reach that level. But, I mean, I I enjoyed 
most of it. So I'm going to give it a three kind of in the middle there because I mean, even when the writing was weak, Alex Kingston was so awesome that uh, she makes up for a lot of it. And also just her and Tom together. I mean, that alone made the entire series for me. So, I, I mean, I think it was overall, it, it was fairly enjoyable, not as good as the last one. Um, so yeah, I think I'll give it a three. Fair enough. That is totally fair. Okay, Mr. Mike. Uh, I am going to give the fourth story, Someone I Once Knew, a five. (laughs) And uh, the rest of it you can listen to if you like or not. Wow. Okay. (laughs) All right. So no rating. Okay. So, I mean, if you want to average that out, go ahead. But, I mean, look, the, the, the fourth story is like, a, the, like the best thing I think they've done with River uh, since they've done this series that we've been listening to. So that's worth listening to. If you only listen to one Diary of River song story, that's the one I recommend. Uh, do you need to listen to the other three stories on this to, in order for it to make sense? I don't think so. Uh, I think most intelligent people will get it. Um, but if you feel like you need to, they're there. Um, but I can't say that those three stories are any better. They're not certainly any better than any of the other ones we listen to. And, uh, they're not total garbage, but you know, they might be like threes if, if that. No, that's totally fair. That is totally fair. Um, for me, I'm going to give overall, a two and a half, but I'm giving the fourth episode a four for Dr. Four. See what I did there? Series four gets a four for Dr. Four. Exactly. But the rest of it gets a two and a half. It just, they were not very great stories. I've liked other River Song stories a lot better. And I'm hoping for better when we go into season five and we get to meet the master and River. So. That's what I'm thinking. So we definitely would love to hear from you guys at home. Please write us at earthstationwho at esonetwork.com. And if you have any comments about what Mike Gordon has said tonight, please. <laughs> you know, wow. I will I will forward all this to him. So to, <laughs> or heck, we might even, you know, talk about it on the air. So, you know, please, 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 you know, definitely give us, drop us a line. We definitely would love to hear from you guys. Uh, Speaking of hearing from you guys, we got a little bit of feedback on our emails. Um, We actually got from our friend Eric Witsitsit actually wrote us, and he uh, commented on the gunfighters. (laughs) And so he said, I recently rewatched this, and I agree with everything you guys said. I would say that this is... (laughs) The worst first Doctor serial existing or not. It's nope. not one of the worst in history of the show. Even when watching Orphan 55 or Rosa, I keep telling myself, well, at least it's not the gunfighters. And until watching it again, I had even forgotten about that damn song. <laughs> keep up the work, Eric. Thank you, I, Eric. I appreciate that. I bet he hasn't watched The Smugglers. Because <laughs> no. once you watch The Smugglers, anything is better than that. All right. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. 
any any of those who who are listening i am a fan of the gunfighters so if you want someone that you know also enjoys it and you like it as well just let me know and we can talk about it yeah definitely you can find julie all over facebook she's and what is the name of your podcast so they can actually find you yes um i'm uh our podcast is watchers in the fourth dimension or watchers in 4d for short and you know we're on all the things for facebook twitter instagram um and all we the watch- things yeah all the things um and yeah we were just watching doctor who from the very beginning and we've recorded through the first doctor and we've started on the second that is awesome so i'm gonna be very curious to see what your thoughts are on the second doctor so it should be kind of interesting you know it's it's no gunfighters but there's a lot of good stuff ahead of me. <laughs> so definitely look for the the fine folks at the 4d podcast it's they are a great bunch of folks and so definitely do that and of course let's thank our co-host this week mr mike gordon as always it's my pleasure and mary ogle oh thank you for having me always fun to talk about river anything you want to promote you can find my artwork at maryogle.com and on etsy at evision arts awesome and speaking of great podcasts join us in here next time when we're going back to the seventh doctor era and Mike, you might have one that might rival Ghostlight with you. Oh boy. <laughs> We're going to be watching Greatest Show in the Galaxy. Woo-hoo! That's that's right, folks. Doctor Seven and Ace are back. So it should be a lot of fun. So until then, my name is Mike Faber, and we will see you here next time on the Air Station Who Podcast. Peace and stay safe. And we're done. Boom. You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You can subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. Hey everyone, this is Carrie the Metal Geek, and I would like to invite you to hang out with myself and my fellow Metal Geeks as we have all kinds of discussions about heavy metal, films and TV shows, video games, theme parks, comic books, and whatever else is tickling our geeks. Please visit our website at MetalGeeksPodcast.com and follow us on all the social medias including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Metal Geeks. We are also proud members of ESO Network, so you can check everything out at esonetwork.com. Keep it metal, keep it geeky, stay safe, and see you on the next episode. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Public store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.